Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Shelf Logic, or if you're watching the video, um, our programming through MCLD Now. Uh, my name is Jen. And I'm Jillian. And we are here today to promote some books that are written by Black authors because it's February, it's Black History Month, and we are thinking, let's look at history in the making with these great movie or great titles for the books that are going to be in our library. Someday they could be movies. Yeah, we we sure. can't know. Yeah. So I have just chosen a few of them. Unfortunately, I will tell you, some of these aren't out yet, so you'll have to wait a little bit of time, but you can put them on hold. Almost all of them. There's there's this one that I'm going to tell you right now. It's not in the system yet because it doesn't come out till April 27th. But make sure to visit our website because most of these are actually already there. And by the time you hear this, they'll probably already be available because a lot of them are coming out this week and next week. To start out, do you mind, Julian? I can just kind of jump in. All right. So the first one that I have is called, sure, I'll be your black friend. Notes from the other side of the fist bump. And this book is written by Ben Philippe. It comes out April 27th, 2021. A little background um, for Ben. He uh, holds a BA from Columbia University. He has an MFA in fiction and screenwriting from Missioner Center for Writers at the University of Texas in Austin. He has written for Media and Culture for Vanity Fair, The Observer, The AV Club, as among many other sources that he's written for. And he also has a dog. He Oh, and here it says, too, he says, I also ghost wrote for Redacted. I want to know. And Redacted. I know. I want to know, too. <laughs> I would love to be a ghostwriter. Or am I a ghostwriter? You'll never know. I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> All right. So, and he uh, currently teaches at Bernard College in Manhattan, New York. Ooh, fancy. This book, Cheryl Beer, Black Friend, it's a, a memoir, but it's, like, of essays. And basically it chronicles what you can imagine is a lifetime of being the black friend where people might say like, oh, I'm really woke because I have a lot of black friends. And he's he's writing to everybody and saying like, this is what it's really like, like kind of like in a humorous way, but then also in like a very much more real way that um, it's important to kind of understand and maybe learn from and make, you know, make decisions based off of that. So it's very timely. It is a conversational take on topics um, that, of course, are both light and heavy. It's deeply personal, and you should definitely read it once it comes out on April 27th, 2021. That looks good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. All right. What uh, did you want to go over? One of your books. Okay, I'm going to talk about How to Catch a Queen. Technically, it was published in December, so it's not like 2021. No, it's very recent, though. But it's recent because it says new on the side of it's it. It's still, yeah, it's yeah. still in the new section. Okay, so it's How to Catch a Queen by Alyssa Cole, and she's actually a prolific romance writer. She writes, and not just romance, she writes historical, contemporary. So it's a romance set in a fictional, fictional African country, set in present day, where Shanti and Sanyu fall in love despite all odds. It is initially an arranged marriage, and Sanyu, when they get married, they ba- he basically ignores her. Aww. Until he can no longer resist her, because she's Aww. got a spark and a fire to her. Her dream is interesting. She's always wanted to be a queen, and so her parents um, kind of like put her into all these good schools and everything to, and get her in that area, or that area where they, she can be near royal people. Ooh. And then... 
She finally is able to catch Sunny by going to this website called royalmatch.com. No. And I thought it was so cool. I'm like, there's actually a website for celebrities where they can meet and fall in love. And there's, I mean, maybe this one is real. They just don't tell us about it. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to get myself a prince. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh I know. Goodness. So another thing about this is Sanyu, when he inherited the king or the throne, um, he was kind of uninspired. He wasn't really like, she doesn't feel like he can fill in the shoes of his father because he had passed away. And so she helps put the fire in him to, to use his kingship for good and like help change his country in Africa. Yeah, so it's it's good so far. Yeah, I really recommend it. That's awesome. And yeah, you're lucky because you actually have the physical item. I can see it. We, we have it on the desk. Not all of these are here yet being able to be grabbed. But like we said, there's the physical book that you have right here and then also this one's going to be on overdrive as an ebook and as an e-audio book so go check it out right now you should she's a really good author all right so my next book is called black buck it is by mateo ascari poor uh this book came out just a little bit ago on january 5th 2021 uh mateo ascari poor was a 2018 Rhode Island Writer's Colony writer in residence. Uh, his writing has appeared in many publications, and uh, he lives in Brooklyn. His favorite pastimes include uh, binging music videos and movie trailers and drinking yerba, ma- yerba mate and dancing in Ooh, his apartment. so cute. So this is great because Black Buck is his debut novel, and from what I have seen, people are pretty excited about it. Have you ever seen... Sorry to Bother You or The Wolf of Wall Street. I have seen neither of them, but I've seen trailers and both look good. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, the same boat that I, I am in. I haven't seen them. But basically, the publisher says that this is really great for fans of those movies. It's a, a satirical debut novel. So basically what it's about is a young man is just kind of chilling in his life. He is working at a coffee shop. He, he's not, like, too stressed about, I don't know how to describe it, stressed about like moving up the ladder, you know what I mean, per se, Um, a sudden meeting kind of propels him into this world of like hardcore um, business person, you know what I mean? And he all of a sudden is a salesman and he's on a mission. So this book is uh, kind of like a look at what it would be, what it is like um, in many cases. And it's like a satirical view to the absurdity of a lot of these Moments um, where, like, as a young black man, he is, like, breaking into this world that is, like, dominated by, like, rich white men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of, and, and I know that a lot of the reviews have said things like, a lot of it is, like, bordering on, like, oh, my goodness, this is so wild. Or, like, haha, this is so funny. But, like, it's actually, there's a lot of truth. It is truth. You know what I mean? And so that's important to think about and interesting to read about. So I'm excited for that one. We have this one. Um, we have it in the physical form. We have it as an overdrive ebook and an overdrive e audiobook. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about that one. It says it's razor sharp, it, uh, a razor sharp skewering of America's workforce, and it explores ambition and race and makes way for a necessary new vision of the American dream. Sounds really good. Yeah. All right. So my next book is called Milk Blood Heat. It is written by uh, Dantiel W. Moniz. Uh, Dantiel, she's the recipient of the Alice Hoffman Prize for Fiction, the Cecilia Joyce Johnson Emerging Writer Award by the Key West Literary Seminar, and a Tin House Scholarship. 
Her fiction has appeared in many different publications, and Milk Blood Heat is her first book. She lives in Northeast Florida, and that is where this book is set. This book is a compilation of stories of people experiencing different things throughout their lives. Not, not the same person, but different people ex- experiencing like a important moment in their life that is like a personal reckoning or something to do with their family or faith. Their intimate portraits of people and relationships uh, scour and soothe and blast a light on the nature of family, of faith, forgiveness, consumption, and what we may or may not owe one another. So, so for an example, we have a story of a 13-year-old girl. She's meditating and looking at her sadness and how that might differ between herself and her white best friend when an unexpected tragedy occurs. We also have a woman who's recovering from a miscarriage. She's going to be able. She's going to be finding herself not able to let go of her daughter. Um, she sees her daughter as uh, parts of throughout her daily life. Um, just examples like that. It's basically personal reckoning, intense things, kind of all shedding light on just different important important aspects of life. And that uh, came out yesterday. Ooh, hot off the presses. Oh, hot off the presses. Put it on hold. Right now we have it as an overdrive ebook, although that could change. So just be aware of like whenever you're listening or watching this, it might be in different formats. <laughs> so you'll want to kind of look it up on our website and put it on hold. All right, what's your next book, Jillian? Okay, my next book is called The Prophets by Robert Jones. Because I like historical fiction, this one jumped or caught my eye. Um, so Robert Jones Jr. is from New York City, and he has written in so many different publications, like the Paris Review and the New York Times, and this is his debut novel, so it's going to be exciting. So it's about a forbidden union between two enslaved young men on a deep south plantation, and the refuge they find in each other, and then a betrayal that threatens their existence. So it says that... There is a lyricism reminiscent of Toni Morrison, and he fiercely summons the voices of the slaver and enslaved alike to tell the story of two men, from Amos the preacher to the calculating slave master himself, and the women that surround them. So I am really excited for this one. I put it on hold, and I am shaking, waiting for the debut. I saw, I think that we, it's, we've gotten them in now. I was looking at it, so I think... The, the first round of them are checked out to the people who put them on hold. And I think you should be on that list then because there is a holds queue for this book. And I was lurking because I it sounded so interested, yeah. interesting to me too when you sent me the title. I just love that there's more historical fiction about like yes. African-Americans. So I'm excited. And this is, I think, I don't know, not that... So if you're, if you're looking about um, trying to read like books that really bring like intersectionality like experiences to the forefront like this is a good one um there are two men falling in love and i was interested to see that we have it shelved in romance section which is interesting yeah i i am so excited because i know that sections can be kind of monotone you know what i mean and so this this is exciting for me but i mean i was also surprised that it wasn't either in historical or lgbt fiction too because there, there's like the trifecta of what it could be be shelved under so it's just exciting because it'll make me want to go to that section more you know what I mean <laughs> but we have it in a physical book we have it as an overdrive ebook and an overdrive e-audiobook so check it out Better. all three versions <laughs> yes 
my second to last one is called I Am the Rage. And this is actually um, a book of poems. It's by Martina McGowan. She's an MD. Yes. So she um, she's a physician in gynecology. She spent a lifetime engaging formidable opponents. She has been a survivor and activist fighting against social, racial, and sexual injustices and a physician serving the underserved women who have been survivors, as well as heroines in the war on women. So to her, effectiveness means pushing through the glass ceilings and the perceived limitations of others. Whether that's a conversation it, or the conversation is about social and racial injustice or personal development or spiritual enlightenment or her grandchildren's favorite books, she's about becoming involved wherever she finds herself. She's a writer, a potter, and an artist, a, and a leader at work and within her community. She believes in the example of choosing and learning and doing and improving as you go. She enjoys traveling, reading, and speaking, as well as copious amounts of laughter with her family and friends. She feels that the most valuable skill in life is learning to listen. So this is her debut poetry collection. It's I Am the Rage. It's poetic and a poetic prose exploration of living inside injustice. And it's released, let's see, two days ago, February 1st. So I have been reading through this book. It's, I will say, and I know that I've said this before, I'm bad at reading poetry. So am I, yeah. <laughs> I, and maybe I shouldn't say that because I think poetry is something, maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting better at it because this book maybe has inspired me to the extent where it's like, or maybe it's, it's it is a testament to how gifted and um, impactful she is as an author, as a poet. That like when I'm reading those words, I feel like I am getting it, and obviously I can't get it from her perspective. However, like it makes you, it's I am in the rage. It's basically talking about the, the injustices, how how hard it is. You know what I mean? It uh, in different situations, a mother waiting for their child to come home, they they don't know whether they're going to, you know, and it's like that in, that part inside of you, if you ever have felt that rage where it's like just like like a guttural like scream you know what I mean and like that's what the poems like they're illustrating to you that like each one is just telling you like a different aspect of um the black experience and especially it came out she wrote it in 2020 so with all with everything that has been happening this past year it's it's touching on all those things and it's very good you should get it it's on overdrive as an ebook and you can read it you can read it like quickly although you don't want to you know what I mean it's don't I guess I, I mean to say, like, in the sense that you can read it quickly, don't feel like it's going to um, be, like, a super... To me, I get intimidated by really long books. So I just want to say, like, don't get intimidated. It's a book, and you can read it, but you can spend time with each poem. But it's it'll have a presence, you know what I mean? Her poetry it provides insights that no think piece on racism can. It puts readers in the uncomfortable position of feeling, reflecting, and facing what it means to be a black American. And that is... Absolutely what I have been experiencing reading the book. So, yeah. Have you read The Hate You Give? Oh my gosh, I have. The sequel to The Hate You Give is coming out. Concrete Rose. Well, it's not really a sequel. It's more of a prequel. So, Concrete Rose by Angie Thomas. It's going to be about Star's dad, Maverick, and his life like when he was a gangster. And then trying to leave his life behind when his girlfriend and their son, Seven, is born. So then, like, he's like, well, I think I've got to make a decision now that I have a child. I have to leave this life behind. And so I'm excited because I really like Maverick. Yeah, I need, I should reread it because it's been, like, I feel like, when did that come out? The Hate You Give? Oh, I can't remember. It's been, like, a couple years. And that is, honestly, that is a new book. And I would say that is, like, 
if we're talking about new books from black authors, like that is also history in the making right now. That is such a good book. She's yes. so good at writing every character. They're all layered and just yeah. like, wow, she's so yeah. good at writing. So remember, awesome. Concrete Rose. All right, so uh, the last one that we're going to read is called The Gilded Ones. And as far as I see, this is the first in a series. It comes out February 9th, so in about a week from now, although when this is airing, It'll be in the past, and you can get it. So you can check it out or put it on hold at least because I know there's already holds lists. There's a holds list for it. All right, so it's written by Namina Forna. Forna is a young adult novelist. She's based in Los Angeles. She's originally from Sierra, Sierra Leone, West Africa. She moved to the U.S. when she was nine. She's been traveling back and forth ever since. Namina loves building fantastical worlds and telling stories with fierce female Ooh, leads. Love that. Here we go. So this book is, I mean, it, it feels, at, at least to me, the description is like a great example of awesome YA. Like what gets me excited to read a book that's a YA book or a young adult book, if, you, if you're not familiar. Okay, so this is about a 16-year-old Decca. She lives in fear and anticipation of the blood ceremony that's going to determine whether she will become a member of her village. She's already different from everyone else because her natural intuition, and she prays for red blood. So basically what happens is at the ceremony, they're going to um, see whether her blood is red or her blood is gold when it runs. And if it's gold, no good. I don't want to compare it to any other book, but here we go. Have you read the Unwanted, the kids series? It's, it just, it's reminding me of that. But I know that's like, it's like a, a theme that a lot of these books can touch on, and it's exciting it is exciting because you, you want to you know you want to win anyways so she um goes to the ceremony her blood runs gold it's the color of impurity deka knows she will face a consequence worse than death a mysterious woman comes to her with a choice she says stay in the village and submit to your fate or leave to fight for the emperor in an army of girls just like her they are called the alaki they're near immortal they have rare gifts, and they are the, are the only ones who can stop the Empire's greatest threat. So, uh, knowing the dangers that lie ahead, but she yearns for acceptance, so she decides to leave the only life she's ever known, and she goes with them. She goes uh, to the capital to train for the biggest battle of her life. And she's going to discover that the great walled city holds many surprises. Nothing and no one are quite what they seem to be, not even Deka herself. So I'm excited to read that. That one already has a good, a good holds list, so um, that one's going to be exciting. But yeah, that's going to be a physical item on Overdrive, ebook, and e-audiobook. Okay, wow. All right. Well, I'm super excited about all these books that are coming out, and I'm going to put them all on hold. Me too. Yeah, here we go. We've got our to-be-read list for a couple months now, because I'm a slow reader. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you so much for coming to our program. Uh, again, this is Jen. And I'm Jillian. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.